Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can save Let me tell you about my Jesus His love is strong and his grace is free And the good news is I know that he Can do for you what he's done for me Let me tell you about my Jesus And let my Jesus change your life What a great day to praise the Lord. I'm going to ask you to be seated today. We have a, an exciting place this morning. I, I love to hear testimonies of the greatness of what God has done. And so Angelica is coming this morning to share uh, her testimony with us in some of the things that God has been doing. And I was so reminded of Revelation 12:11, where it says, the enemy is overcome. There it is. Sorry. So don't yell. <laughs> Trying to see where the Lord could use me there. Um, so I thought I was kind of there to be a light, I guess. And um, the Lord showed me after. Please. Okay. <laughs> okay. Father God, we thank you would feel your peace. 
And that, Father, it's not unusual for all of us to have tears as we share. So, um, the Lord showed me um, with Susan and Deb, um, speak to me and show me how. Um, I think a lot of times I come off as really outgoing and people, my friends, you know, don't see that side of me, that controlling. I didn't know what to do um, about buying a new one or did he want me to stay and fix the old one and it was all these little things um, that I was just so confused about but that was my reason I was so overwhelmed by all of those things um, and I've just continued to try and um, fall. look to the Lord for guidance and lead them see his lights. Um, I know that those are the true blessings, you know. That, that... Amen and thank you, Angelica. Wow. Page 628. 628 will be Psalms 19. Page 628. Uh, first of all, Teresa, uh, <clears throat> drainage and all that. So we'll pray that she feels better soon on that. A praise for little Kylie. Uh, she has made a visit to Cooks in Fort Worth this week, and she. So, anyway, that's our prayer request today. All right, we're going to be in verses of, of chapter 19, Psalm 19, 7 through 11, which is an amazing reminder and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Swearing that with us, and I pray he continues to lead her uh, in the days to come. And thank you for. Uh, what you've done for all of us, Lord Jesus, we can look back, and we are completely humbled and appalled and, and just in awe for Lord. We pray these, not just for the physical needs, but for the spiritual needs, and so that your name in the whole body. So we pray for your spiritual plan to be played out as these spiritual needs are met. Thank you, Jesus, for, for your word, your spirit would reign and rule in our hearts, give us ears to hear, eyes to see. And open hearts, Lord, to hear. see Jesus lifted high. I want to see Jesus lifted high. I want to see Jesus lifted high. Yes, I do. 
was rich I remember who I was I was lost I was blind I was running out of time Sin separated The breach was far too wide But from the far side of the chasm You held me in your side So you made a way Across the great divide Left behind heaven's throne To build it here inside And there at the cross You paid the debt I owe Broke my chains, freed my soul For the first time I had hope Thank you, Jesus, for the
morning, am I on? Yes, good. Sometimes it is hard to be able to tell up here. <laughs> well, I loved the music this morning. What a wonderful place. And um, I love that song, Thank You for the Blood. And um, I think this has a, a, is a great backdrop for the message that we're going to receive today from the Lord. And I, I love he's been talking to me all week about it. And it's going to be a message that you might be familiar with, and that is, but I think there's some things that he's going to add to maybe our understanding. I saw some great places this week, and I, uh, I think it's always good to come and repeat the things we've even been taught and the things we know. But the Lord began to kind of talk to me in this place, and he said, you know, this is... Uh, important that this is understood as you start to teach on the feasts that are coming up the spring if you don't understand then you become a person who celebrates Ash Wednesday in the sign of a cross and they do this in a place of saying this in the next 40 days and so what has happened, and we'll look at it today, is a little bit like what the Pharisees did. They extended what they were that, and they didn't go in and say, there's a lot of different things you need to look for for counterfeit money, that this might be wrong and that might be 35, 40 years here. <laughs> and, uh, uh-oh, did I mean to say that? that <laughs> but uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but I've held on to that because I think it. So I want to start today in that accord. And by the way, just so you can be knowing, an unleavened bread will start on April 5th. So many, many years, that normally means that they believe in Jesus, in theology, and their doctrine is based on what is in the New Testament book. And he had one plan, and it didn't get changed when Jesus came. Rather, as we're, and all that is within it has value. I love what Paul even said. He's, it's on page 1242. Resurrection, we believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in an eternal life, and the feasts are right in the middle of the laws. So if you don't believe in the believers following, one of my favorite places to start, it's on page 1242, it's the page on John 15, verse 9, and they, they certainly did not believe as followers of Jesus that we should be are under grace. And that sounds right. It's funny to me because if you look at this and Jesus says in this verse 15, keep my commandments, you have to immediately say what that is. The New Testament wasn't written at that point in time. But the big Jesus' commandments from the Father's commandments of the Old Testament that Jesus would honor. That he may abide with you forever. So Jesus is saying, if you're trying to say, what he's trying to say is, I will give you one that will walk alongside you to help send you a helper. One that's going to walk alongside of you to the spirit of truth. He's saying this helper is going to be called the spirit. I want you to keep these commandments. I'm going to give you one to help you walk this out. And it's exactly how they get led off is this, they are not listening to the spirit sent out into the world by the enemy. So it's his it's his plan to be 
Matthew 22, verse 36. That's not where I wanted to be. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. But it's page um, 22, starting in verse 36. I'm sorry about that. And here's what Jesus says. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. And we're in a minute. But I want to take you back to page 209 to Deuteronomy 6. Worship time on Friday night, we read what is referred to as the Shema. As the Shema. The Shema, with all your soul and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall walk and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You, have, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. The one thing I love about the Jewish people and how they understood scripture, they knew the scripture. They actually read you the full scripture. They would know that you would know the rest of it. They would give you mind. And this word mind is the strength of your um, your understanding, the strength of what drives you, the strength. Not only that, that not only do we do this, but that we're to teach these words. Lex. And then he says, you have to teach these things. That this is the greatest commandment. And you have to teach it to your children. And I love what I, the Lord said. God's saying to me, saying, listen, let me just make this clear. It's, you know, when you sit in your house or when you're just sitting around doing nothing, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you get up. In other words, he's saying you've got to be teaching your children all the time the commandments of God. <clears throat> now, he is telling them these things, not just that they would teach this one commandment to love God, but then he was saying you would teach them all that goes with this that explains how you do love God. And then Jesus goes, let me give you a page number on that. It's on page 134. <laughs> Let's start in verse 17 says, you shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your two commandments right off the bat. These two commandments come from... He goes on to say in verse 40 of uh, Matthew 22 where you have... Hang all the rest of the laws and everything to us today. Hang on what I'm telling you is the most important things for you to know. Page 1115 is talking to those following him and to his disciples. And he says, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did just use this little example right here. I love a, a little example. You won't be able to see it totally but you'll understand it. And um, so right here where it says, Jesus says, I did not come to destroy the law. He's saying the law came to fill it up. And so he fills it all the way up to the top. In his life, in his death. See that Jesus came and was uh, died and buried and rose again. And we leave out the fact that his life I did not come to destroy but to fulfill <clears throat> for assuredly I say to you till heaven and earth pass away until there's no heaven and no earth well we're still here shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven 
But whoever does and teaches exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom. And that's exactly right. They could not. But this is not saying, therefore, because of that, the commandment. I want to explain to you what righteousness is because righteousness is right standing with God. Again, should have had you hold that. It's on page 209, I believe. So 6, verse 24. Might preserve us alive as it is this day. Then... It will be righteousness, the word was in the Old Testament, to understand it. So this is so hard for some business for us. So it will be considered righteousness for you and I if we carefully observe all the commandments before the Lord. Go back to Matthew 5 that we were just looking at on page 1115, verse 20. He's saying, if you can't keep all of the commandments better than the leaders uh, then God uh, uh, Jesus goes into really taking some of not all but some of the commandments and really helping us will be in danger of judgment but I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. In other words, he's saying, I'm saying I know it was written that thou shalt of how to treat your neighbor, trying to help them to understand his heart, but Jesus came and walked it out. Laws should be upheld, but that he did uphold every one of them. He goes on to say, he says, you can't commit adultery in the Old Testament. It is to fill it up, to walk in the fullness. So let me go on and see. Um, Where I want to take you right here. Yes, go down to verse 19. No, that's not where it is. I'm sorry. Just a minute. Let me grab hold. Hmm. I I don't know that I put a scripture down. But where I want to tell you is that Jesus is guiding you to understand the fullness. Verse 13 hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law. All right. Now turn with me on a page over to Romans 3. It's one page over, starting in verse 21. So Jesus is saying that your righteousness has to exceed this place of the Pharisees who were keeping the law, but they couldn't keep all of it. And so Jesus says, if you're going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you have to be able to keep more of the laws than even the Pharisees and the scribes, right? And that messes with our heads. But then we come over here and we see that the ones who are justified by Paul, he's saying, in order to be justified, you have to be a doer of the law. You have to keep the law. Now let's look at verse, um, chapter 3, verse 21. <clears throat> but now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, through the faith in Jesus Christ, to all on all who believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So what Paul is saying right here in verse 21, he's saying that But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. But 
being witnessed by the law and the prophets. He's really saying the law and the prophets reveal God's righteousness. The law helps us to understand God's righteousness. And the prophets, the law and the prophets help us to understand his righteousness. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all in all who believe. For there's no difference. For all have sinned and fallen short of the, of the glory of God. So he's saying that you can even see where you are in your righteousness through the law. But then it says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, let's go on. Whom, in verse 25, whom God set forth as perpetuation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of one who has faith in Jesus. Now, you're right. Paul is very wordy. <laughs> so what is he saying here? What he is saying is the law helps us to find the righteousness of God. And all of you have sinned and fallen short of that. But you, through grace... And through the atoning work of Jesus can be justified by his righteousness. In other words, we are called to be holy as he is holy. We are called to walk out the laws. We are. To keep the commandments. But you're even with the helper you're going to fall sometimes. And through grace, through God's plan of grace, he sees the righteousness of Jesus that lived and walked out the law perfectly. And he sees his righteousness in your failure and you're justified. So we're called to keep the law as best we can. And Jesus even said, listen, I'm going to send you a helper and he's going to guide you and he's going to help you. To walk out these laws that I'm saying, these are the greatest commandments and you should keep them. And here's the thing, I'm even calling you to a higher standard of the law. So how could we ever say these laws don't matter? But in our humanness, we will fail. We will find ourselves in sin. God's not okay with it. He's not. And our unrighteousness cannot enter into the kingdom because we're not more righteous than the Pharisees and the scribes. We're not. But through his atoning work, you have been made righteous and justified if you are truly a follower of Jesus. And what I want you to hear is that to do that, you have to not only proclaim that he's who he is, that he is the Son of God, that he is Jesus, 
even that he came and lived and, and, and died. That is all good. But here's the thing. The demons know that. The demons know every bit of that. So the question is, exactly as he said in the very beginning, the first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. What does that mean? It means that when you love him with all your heart, your desire will be to live as he wants you to live. You will want to keep his commandments. You will want him to be Lord of your life. You will want him to guide you daily. You will want him to show you when you're not in alignment with him. That's his grace. But it only comes when you've come to the first commandment of loving him with all your heart. You see, keeping the commandments doesn't save you because we can't. That's why Jesus said, unless you're more righteous than all the Pharisees and all the scribes, you can't enter into heaven, you're not going to make it. But through grace of faith, through the plan of grace to have faith in the righteousness of Jesus... allows us to be covered when we do fall short. So I was reminded so many years ago when the Lord told me and he said, you have to remember it's not for your salvation that you're working to keep all the commandments or that you're having all the feasts. It's not for your salvation. Deb, you're not going to get there if you're trying to work your way through all the laws. But because of your salvation, because of your love for the Father, then you can come. Then you are in alignment. And then he will cover the places we failed. You see, righteousness is still keeping his commandments. It defines who God is. And his desire is for us to walk as he is, to be holy as he is holy. So if we find ourselves excusing ourselves for the sins that we're in, it would trouble me. But if we find ourselves, as Angelica was this morning, broken for where she was, but the grace that she knew was there through the atoning work of Jesus, but also through his life that has lived everything perfectly righteous and you can find yourself in him that's what it, we just read in him you are justified in his righteousness you are justified we have to recognize the call is still there to be holy, and to be holy means to walk out the things that define God's righteousness. And when we do that, we find ourselves, yes, being blessed, not with the material things, as you were saying, but with the greatest of all blessings in relationship truly with him. So I pray that you will hear these things, understand these things, 
but be changed by these things. That as we continue into our walk with Jesus, we will not be casual. We will hear the first and greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your mind, with all your strength, with everything you've got, and in, to him be the glory. Amen. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Hey.